Hello and welcome to the 23rd installment of Two Women, a Movie and a Microphone. My name is Anna. And my name is Carrie. You may be wondering, where have we been the last few weeks? Well, we've been taking a little break from the movies. Much in the same way that the studios took a break from the movies for the last month. (laughs) Uh, There was nothing good to see. So instead of wasting your time with us talking about what we didn't see over the weekend, uh, we did some traveling, hang out with friends... Just acted like regular people for a little while instead of people who are crazy about the movies and spend every weekend in the theater. Yep. It was a nice little change of pace. <laughs> it was. You know what? We decided to not waste our time and money going to see shitty movies and then reviewing right. these such said shitty movies to you by telling you not to go see them because they suck. Exactly. So, exactly. and I have to say, it was kind of nice not to have to mm-hmm. <laughs> go to the... <laughs> movies three or four movies in a weekend Oof. exactly <laughs> although although i will not be sad when good movies start coming out again no you know, and they are trickling out um, they are slowly but surely getting ramped up for the winter um yep. this so is like finally there is something to see just about every weekend yep now uh, you know at least one good movie you know we're, we're right. starting to get into the ramp up to like the oscar like yep you know December release like this is a really big time for like a lot of the Oscar contenders to to get released so you know I know Carrie doesn't care much for the Oscars but I really do and honestly even if you even if you could you know give two shits about the Oscars it's good to see the movies that come out that want to be considered for well it's not that I it's not that I don't give a shit about the Oscars so much as I don't give a shit about the the actual like televised show, oh, but I, I love I love how everybody kind of puts out all their quality movies and yeah, yep. you know I, I love the movies that come out of it. I just don't so much like all of the the hype. Yeah, <laughs> it's interesting to me how like the the uh, the release calendar really is structured around the Oscars, mm-hmm. like how it's become, especially in the U.S., how it's become such a um, a benchmark. Well, it's just, it's very, the, the movie calendar is very summer, winter right. um, heavy, um, with summer being the blockbusters, winter being the Oscar contenders, and then spring and fall just being, you know, either, you know, spring is always all the romantic comedies for Valentine's Day, and then <laughs> yeah. fall is kind of like all of the shit that no one knew where else to slot it. So. Right, and, and all the movies that they didn't want to put up against the big movies because they knew it exactly. wouldn't have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there are some, you know, genuinely good movies that come out in the fall and in the spring, Right, um, but it, usually they're just not the, the huge movies um, that you see in summer and winter. No, no. Well, might as well get to it. I think we're going to have a short and sweet episode this week. So um, I, I've been scouring, you know, my reader for good articles to talk about, and there's really just not a lot of news. So no. don't really have a lot on that front, but that's fine. Um, firstly, uh, Dumb and Dumber, they have, well, the Fairley Brothers, I guess, have said, you know, <laughs> Dumb and Dumber <laughs> is actually in the works. And Jim Carrey has, I, I don't know if it's actually been confirmed but right. I, I don't think anything is like a hundred percent on the slate, but um, Jim Carrey wants to do Dumb and Dumber Two, spelled T O. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yep. And they are working on finalizing the script for it. Um, yep. And the Dumb and Dumber prequel, Dumb and Dumber, was actually made without really any 
well made without any input from the Fairley brothers yeah um, and it did not have Jim Carrey or Jeff Daniels in it um I didn't actually see it it looked horrible but I loved Dumb and Dumber yep um I don't know how many times I've seen that movie and I just Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels together were like comedic genius, genius. and I cannot wait to see those two back in action as um Lloyd and Harry. So, yep. um, any any kind of news that they put out on this project moving forward, I am always so happy to see because I just think it's going to be hilarious. Yes, so, I yeah. I, if it's bad, I'll be pretty upset. And I know. Upset. I know. Well, yeah, but so that's they said it's you know it's in, in the works, so it's yep. getting closer to a done deal, which which is exciting. I, I do love though when they're talking about it. Uh, Jim Carrey was talking about how because there was a little bit of um, news about him earlier this summer, you know, dropping out of the project, saying that the studio wasn't really interested in it and they mm-hmm. weren't really backing it. Um, and then he came came and said, "I would have thought that." Dumb and Dumber 2 was a no-brainer. After all, it's implied in the title. (laughs) (laughs) It definitely is a (laughs) no-brainer. Yep. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) Um, Now, there are biopics have kind of been the thing lately, um, and there's another one that's being rumored, um, and that's another one about uh, Jackie O, and this time Natalie Portman. Uh, is sort of in talks to be said mm-hmm. Jackie O. I find this interesting um, more so in kind of who has been attached to the project because right. the article is talking about how Natalie Portman is kind of interested in it, circling around it, but that nobody thinks she'll make a decision until there's a director. And um, right. they were talking about Darren Aronofsky being attached to this project a while back. And that he was looking to have um, Rachel Weiss play um, Jackie O. And yep. in the picture that they have on this article of Jackie O, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking to myself, Rachel Weiss would be perfect for this. Like, I know. she just kind of really, really looks like her. <laughs> so yep. now I'm thinking, like, hmm, do I really want Natalie Portman to play Jackie O? No, I really want Rachel Weiss to play Jackie O. <laughs> I would ag- so. agree with you. Plus, I, yeah, I love Rachel Weiss and love to see her do quality projects. So. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm interested in the Jackie O story, especially since this is kind of talking about um, the events following um, the assassination of JFK. So I, I don't really feel like anybody really focuses on her that much. Um, Yeah. You know, it it is kind of interesting to me just because, like, as a like as a figure, like mm-hmm. Kennedy is really like lifted up and he's really right. put on a pedestal. <clears throat> even though, um, I don't really know that much about him, but especially on the social side of like you know his relationship side of it, you know, he certainly wasn't a faithful uh, husband. Right. So, and I've actually I, are there actually, are there any other um, Jackie O biopics out there um, that have been made? None really that I can think of. Yeah. Beyond, like, be... the occasional made-for-TV. Right, right, yeah. I just think it would be interesting to kind of see that that side of JFK from sort of... Agreed. Her perspective. 
Like, yep. you know, and especially because, especially in society, she was lifted up as like this sort of the ideal woman and the ideal first lady, you know, with her style and all that stuff. So it would be super interesting to have. Mm-hmm. Well, plus, I mean, this is basically, you know, she's just witnessed this right like, murder of her husband and right. she has two young children that she needs to raise right and... And she was right there when it happened exactly like, i mean yeah. how Ugh. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah i think this is a good start you know to kind yep. of see to sort of look at her life you know after the mm-hmm. assassination yeah, yeah i that, think that... that'll be interesting and you know I, I i like natalie portman you know I do too. I don't dislike her. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I'm a little bit ambivalent about her, but in yeah. general, I like her. <laughs> yeah. So that should be an interesting. Yep. A uh, movie. Um, if she actually does. Speaking of out. yeah, speaking of biopics, because there really aren't enough Abraham Lincoln movies um, either being made or in the works right yep. now. Um, apparently, there's yet another coming up about. Um, Honest Abe's childhood. I know. Starring so this is Wes Bentley. Right. So this will be the third one because first right. we had Vampire Hunter, which obviously is not really a movie, right. but it's still you and know, it was Lincoln. horrible. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> that part. And then did you go see it? Or of course I did it. That was awful. Um, <laughs> After you're such a glowing review that you gave, I know. It, I how did no. I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, all right, and then we have the Spielberg one coming out in November, and now this one is on board. Right. You know, this is still a little bit more tentative, but I feel like there's one more that we're forgetting. Um, Wasn't there a, another one that was kind of coming out around the same time as the Spielberg one? Oh, I don't remember, but it sounds familiar. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyway. I don't actually You know, although this one will be very interesting, though, because it's done by um, some guy, A.J. Edwards, who has really close ties with Terrence Malik, who did, like, The New World, The Tree of Life. I hated those movies. Right? They're very, like, cerebral. (laughs) Yes. And so, I mean... You I'm know, sorry, but don't give me too many shots of you staring at something and expect me to pay any attention. <laughs> I, right? And keep me... How am I going to get interested, I remember, interested in this? Like, I I really enjoy um, war movies, and so I, of course, get The Thin Red Line, yeah. and I'm watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, this is going to be great. No, it's not. It's horribly boring, it's boring. and horribly long. <laughs> That's exactly... I went through that exact same thing. I was like, oh, I really like, you know, movies about war in Vietnam that kind of interest me. So yep. I watched it, and I was like, what is this? I, I just know. don't... I, I, yeah. Yeah. So I was terribly disappointed. So honestly, I... If he actually does come through with this... But this isn't... This is Well, Terrence it's not Terrence Malick. It. It's... Yeah, it's somebody yeah, else. Malick, yeah. But... At the same time, my my interest level, honestly, my interest level is pretty low just because, like, too much. Too much Lincoln. Too yeah. soon. Well, I don't know about that because I love Lincoln. Um, I think that can never be... but I don't that... need six movies of him in two years. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I really like Lincoln. <laughs> so, it's okay with me. But I do... I, I'll be interested to see. So, this one, obviously... 
the Lincoln, the Spielberg Lincoln is more about his presidency and during the right. war. This, um, uh, this one will be more about his formative years, like when he was growing up and stuff like that. So, I am in, I am intrigued that Wes Bentley's in it. Yes, yes. But does do we know who he is going to be? I think mm-hmm. he's young Lincoln. Uh, no, it doesn't say yet. The article says oh. there's no role. There's no uh, okay. Uh, Wes Bentley. Yeah, it doesn't say. Um, okay. Then I'm not. Yeah, yeah, whatever. I mean. Oh, no, sorry. Bentley takes on the role of young Lincoln's first teacher. Oh, uh, okay. So, you know, nothing. <laughs> Boring. <laughs> Boring. I'm <laughs> oh. way more excited for the Spielberg Lincoln. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> Until we hear who's actually playing Lincoln. I know. It's kind of funny, too, because, like, when I was thinking about what movies I wanted to see, I was like, huh, like, speaking of long and boring, I was like, maybe I should see The Master. Because I'm thinking, okay, yes. like, I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love Joaquin Phoenix. Like, it's getting all these really great reviews. Maybe I should see it. But then I'm reminding myself, Paul Thomas Anderson is directing this. Mm-hmm. And he has a way of making movies so long and boring that I don't want to watch them. Yeah. And the same the way other that night, Terrence Malick does. Yeah. The other <laughs> night, I was like scrolling through what was on TV and I get to like showtime and Boogie Nights is on and it has just started. And I thought to myself, I have never seen this. I literally can't decide how it is that I've never seen this, but I've never seen it. I'm going to watch it. You know what? Long and boring. (laughs) I was just like, are you kidding me? Like this movie sucks. (laughs) Those two should make Marky Mark. I love you, but this movie is long and boring. (laughs) Clearly, we are not their uh, target audience uh, no. for, for <laughs> movies. I did. The only thing I super loved in that movie was Marky Mark. And every time he'd come up with a porn name, they'd be like, well, what's the name? And he'd be like, Dirk Diggler. And they'd be like, that is gold. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that movie was so long and boring. Ugh. All right. Well, maybe I won't put that Moving on my list on. then. Yeah. Mm. Well... Anyway, let's talk about the the movies finally getting good again. Yeah. Um, last weekend, there was actually a few movies that I wanted to see, but I only mm-hmm. made it to one. Um, mm-hmm. End of Watch. Yes. Starring Jake Gyllenhaal and uh, Michael Pena. And I crazy loved it. Uh, I agree. I It was great. It was wonderful. It was. I don't know. You know, from the trailer, I kind of expected it to be like this big like non-stop shootout like yeah. they're trapped and they're shooting their way out that was not it at all uh-uh. um it was mostly taking place in the police car um uh-huh. with these two guys basically just kind of you know going about their day and talking and you know talking about their lives and what's going on you know at home and um it just, it was so unexpected, but, like, so much better than I ever thought it was going to be. I agree. I, it was, the chemistry that those two, Jill and Hall and mm-hmm. Penyad was amazing. They had really great chemistry. You genuinely felt like they were best friends, mm-hmm. you know, shooting the shit. And it just felt very realistic and very natural, uh, mm-hmm. the, their relationship. And they, um, I was... Jake Gyllenhaal was on NPR talking about the movie and he said that 
especially for those uh, cop car scenes, they had spent a ton of time rehearsing those cars. Like every mm-hmm. time they were driving to and from places, they would sort of practice that that stuff. And it just got to a point where it was so natural. Like they were just they got to a point where they could just sort of ad lib a lot. So a lot of that mm-hmm. stuff is ad libbed, and and you can tell. Like it feels well. I was reading an article, um, like an interview with those two, mm-hmm. and somebody asked them, like, "Did you guys do a ton of ad libbing?" And they were like, they actually said, like, no, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said they just rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed to the point where it sounded Felt exactly like, like they were just, like, ad-libbing a scene. But yeah. that they both were just such, per- like, perfectionists that they wanted it to be, like, absolutely perfect. And it was, like, five months, that, like, before shooting that they were, like, training and hanging out and like somebody asked them like do you guys still talk and they were like no it was just too much too quick (laughs) (laughs) so they're like you know like i'll get the occasional text or something like that but like no (laughs) we had to give our friendship a break right (laughs) which i thought was just crazy but it was like it was interesting to read this that you know, when coming on board, um, Jake Gyllenhaal was already on board and Michael Pena was, um, going to come on board and Jake Gyllenhaal was like, you know, this is the way I'm going to do it. Like, we're just going to be together all the time and just rehearse the shit out of everything. And it's going to be, you know, perfect. And Michael Pena was like, yep, I want to do that too. And so it was just kind of awesome that these two guys like made that decision and that it worked for the both of them because their relationship on screen was just, very so legit. natural and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. It was yep. crazy. Yeah. And I loved that this movie was a good cop, good cop movie. Yeah. Like, there were a lot of comparisons with Training Day, which is like the ultimate good cop, bad cop. But this was nothing like Training Day. <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> like, it really, it that was one thing that actually made me really happy. Because I don't really love that good cop, bad cop. Because I, I hate the thought of like corrupt cops like I really don't Mm -hmm. like that um so that was really one thing I really enjoyed about it is that it really was just these two guys who were Mm -hmm. really good guys and just sort of their experiences and just kind of getting in way over their head you know right kind of without yeah I mean this wasn't something that they you know this movie wasn't about Mm -hmm. them like being like ultra like testosterone fueled and you know looking for a fight like they Mm -hmm. were just like two guys who were doing their job the best they could and they just got themselves into really unfortunate circumstances just by kind of doing doing their job and yeah i'd say wrong place wrong time type of situation yeah yeah but at the same time like they were both like 100 percent committed and like it is what it is we're gonna you know, make the best out of it. Um, I, I really liked this theme that they were like brothers, you know, and that they were family. They weren't just coworkers. They weren't just friends. Like, right. They were actually like family and they, um, did things with each other's families and, you know, genuinely cared about each other. Um, and really kind of the whole, like police force or their, you know, their whole station, like everybody kind of had these relationships. And even when, you know, the other, um, there was another officer that was like constantly 
like busting their balls and like even he like you didn't get the feeling like he was doing it because he hated them or right. anything like that you know I yeah just, I really like this idea that there were really you know there were no corrupt cops in this you know they were all no. just looking out for each other and you know trying to do the best job that they could yeah yep uh, there were a couple of areas that I thought could have been maybe more fleshed out. And that was um, Jake Gyllenhaal's relationship with the, with his girl, Anna Kendrick, um, Janet, in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that had been fleshed out a little bit more. It just felt, it you know, most of the movie is sort of focused on them, you know, being cops and out right. there, which is fine. You know, that's how it was. But every once in a while you cut out and then all of a sudden this like relationship kind of like develops and then becomes this whole big you know well and i think part of it too is that you never really you never really understand the passage of time in this movie like you don't you don't it's hard to tell like have months gone by have weeks gone by like it's hard to tell the passage of time because every day is the same thing and they always wear the yeah. same clothes <laughs> it, yeah it's so true maybe that's why it felt a little strange because you didn't it felt like everything was like they went from zero to 50 in like you know two weeks when i'm sure right. you know it wasn't meant to be that way, you know, be portrayed that way. But right. I just wish they would have either fleshed that out more or just maybe kind of let it mm-hmm. go. Because I, yeah, that, that's... I kind of, I was kind of okay with it because I, um, I enjoyed the time between, um, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena so much. Yeah. Like I didn't really feel like I needed the backstory that's as much yeah that's um, what i'm saying because i it felt when she was on the screen or like when they did it just felt like it distracted from the rest of the story because it well i don't really it, feel it like fit in. i didn't really feel like i was distracted by it i just felt like it was another little window into this guy's life i think that's and what i think they it were. was important to see this work-life balance you know like he wasn't yeah. just constantly in the car Right. You know, um, so I, I enjoyed the little moments, but I don't really, you know, I didn't need it to be a romantic story and I didn't really need to see like them having big fights or, you know, anything like that. I was okay with just getting the little glimpses. Yeah. I'm not, it didn't distract from the movie and it didn't make it worse. That was just, you know, as I think about it now, it's something that kind of like niggles at me a little bit that I wish mm-hmm. there were. I'm not sure exactly what I want to be different about it, but mm-hmm. just didn't quite. But that it doesn't detract from the film mm-hmm. at all. Like not at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other area that I wish that maybe would have been fleshed out a little bit more was uh, his relationship with the camera a little bit. Like that whole the whole story behind why he had the camera in the first place. And well, because he was in a, he was taking a film class. And he was yeah, but it just felt, it, I, it just felt forced. I, they just I, needed a little reason to have the herky jerky cameras there. I know, I know. <laughs> I wish, I, could, I wish it would have been more like, I wish they would have done it in a different way. Cause that just felt reality really forced. TV. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Or, you know, like, oh, they're doing a documentary in the LAPD or something like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but this, I think it made it more natural this way, just knowing it was him doing it because I think had, just in real life, you know, if you know you're being filmed by something that, like, is going to go on TV, I think you're going to be less natural in front of the camera and I, be less yeah, willing to I do certain things. That's probably why this, they... Yeah, I mean, in this that's... scenario, like, everybody knew it was just like, oh, he's just doing this for class and, you right. know, I'm I, just you know, treat it I the same way. I agree that that's probably why they did it like that. 
Um, but it it felt like they sort of foreshadowed some stuff and then they never followed up on it. And so it was throughout the movie, I was just kind of kind of expecting that to come back up mm-hmm. again. Like at the very beginning, she's like, you know, all that stuff can be, you know, subpoenaed in court right. and it's a witness, blah, blah. And so I kept expecting oh. that to kind of come back up again and it never did. And so... I didn't, didn't really feel that way, but I just had a feeling this movie was going to end so badly that, <laughs> like, honestly, like, I was so stressed watching this because I'm just like, oh, uh, like, I just couldn't, I couldn't really be happy a lot of times because I'm just like, because you knew the, for yeah. the axe to fall. And yeah, it was just, I was, I was very stressed and I, I was emotionally distraught when I finished this movie. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. No lie. I was like, I was sobbing and even like after I left the theater and I walked to my car, I was kind of still sitting in my car a little bit thinking to myself, like you can cry a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) I know how that is. That's yeah. I've been to movies like that. Very distraught, but I, you know, overall I, I loved it. Um, I can't give it, give it five out of five just because, you know, it was very herky jerky and, um, you know, I mean, I, they could have just flushed out a few things a little bit better, but I would, overall, I, I'm I'm sticking with a strong four on this. Uh, yes, I was going to say the same. I, I don't feel like it's a five worthy movie, um, but uh, it's yeah, I'd say a high five, a high four. So high four. That, yeah, high I mean, four. it's barely off the five. And I would it's say like four point nine. Yeah, I would say Michael <laughs> Pena and Jake Gyllenhaal's performances were a definite oh, five. They, yeah, those guys were amazing. I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm-hmm. Like, he, I think he's a great actor, and he's so mm-hmm. attractive. Those eyes—you could just fall into those eyes, couldn't you? He's I mean, hit or miss. No, not for me. Prince Never. of Persia. <laughs> even Prince of Persia, that could miss. even, even he. <laughs> that was horrible. Even that movie couldn't ruin him for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also um, was able to go see Pitch Perfect yesterday. Yes. Um, which no one who knows me is shocked at all that I was no. dying to see this movie. And so the minute I could yesterday, I went out and saw it and I enjoyed it. Um, I do not watch Glee. I do not like Glee, but I was still excited to see this acapella singing battle movie. Kind yep. of like Step Up, only with singing. So, um... I went. I enjoyed it. Anna, you have not seen it yet. No, I have not. Yeah, so don't give away too much. Cause I, I like won't give away things. anything. But, okay. you know, Just... basically it's this college that instead of, like, being good at, like, sports, uh, they're good at acapella singing groups. And so yep. you have Anna Kendrick's character um, arriving at the school for her freshman year and she's being told that she needs to join more activities and be more, um, active. So she ends up joining the Barden Bellas, the all girls acapella singing group. And they had had an unfortunate year, uh, the year before ending in tragedy, which I will not spoil because it is something that shouldn't be missed, um, or seen with, prior knowledge of what's going to happen um so they're kind of trying to get back into the into the groove with all new people and getting back to the i don't even know what they call their final whatevers um their like final singing battle 
I don't. They don't call them singing battles, obviously. Well, That's in my in mind. Glee, they call them regionals. Oh yes, <laughs> they did have to go to regionals, and then they had to go to something else, and then nationals. nationals. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the whole thing is, I'm trying to get back to the nationals, and they have a, a rival all boys acapella group called the Troublemakers, um, who like they're like in a blood feud, if you could have an acapella blood fe- blood feud, it would be, like, these two groups. So there's a lot of hilarious interactions between the two groups. And also, um, can I just say, Rebel Wilson steals every scene that she is in. And she is hilarious and really makes the movie worth going to. Yeah. Also, Elizabeth Banks is in it. And yes. And it's hilarious, once again. I love her. Me too. So yeah, go see it. I give yeah. it a three. I give it. I give it a three. Uh, I'll give it a three. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm excited for it. That's good to hear. You know, that's kind of like all those movies. You see the preview, and you're like, oh, this will be really good, and then it turns mm-hmm. out and it's actually kind of shit. So any of these movies, right? So I'm always happy when a movie. And is everybody as good as I sings think it's really be. good too. And I love it when they mix in like pop hits, current current pop hits and hip hop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I, like I even that. enjoyed most of the music that they did as well. Okay, okay. Yep. Um, all right, well, I'll definitely make sure and see that. Actually, I think I'm going to see that tomorrow. I have time tomorrow, so I think I'm going to go see that tomorrow. So Excellent. I will let you know next week. Um, all right, so that's pretty much all we've seen lately. Yep. It's still not a lot. <laughs> but, hey, you know, we're easing back into it. We're easing back <laughs> into true. it. Uh, and so now we're gonna, we have a bunch of trailers that we saw um, either online or in the theaters. Uh, the first one was this really super creepy one uh, called Stoker, mm-hmm. and it has, uh, um, oh my gosh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman, Kidman, Mia, Mia Wachowski, Wazikowski, Wazikowska, Wazikowska, I don't know, it's a very long name, it is long, <laughs> and Matthew Good, who is Super attractive. Super attractive. However, he is super duper creepy in this movie. I don't even know if there's a word to fully describe his creepiness in this. Like, it's just over the top creepy. Borderline, like, obsessive pedophile? I don't know. Yep, yep. I, yeah, I would... And apparently he's like... I don't really know exactly what the movie's about because it looks like the mother, Nicole Kidman, hates her daughter, which is Mia. Right. And the dad dies. And then the uncle moves in, which is right. Matthew Good. And then they apparently start, like, getting it on. Creepy. The, the uncle and the mom. Right, right. The uncle and the mom. Sorry. But, but then, then the uncle turns his sights towards Mia. And then right. the mom gets jealous. Right. Well, because... and at the same time, there's all this weird violence going on. I, I, like, I, do you, did the dad die of, of regular <laughs> circumstances or was he murdered or, you and know, then they what open the up hell a, happened there? The, what about, like, they opened up the freezer and there's, like, a body yes, in the freezer. There's like, a body um, in the freezer. My, Mia opens up uh, the freezer and then there's a body in the freezer. I was like, where the hell did that come from? I know. Well, <laughs> and then, like, you know, a boy at school is, like, making fun of her. So she stabs him with a pencil and then later you, know what, you that... see her with a big rifle and it's like what the hell is going on here you know what honestly it felt a little bit carry <laughs> a little bit Not, this sort of like you know psycho kid like but really quiet i don't know i mean it is just crazy beyond weird i mean i'm 
I'm kind of thinking maybe I want to see this just because I want to know, like, what the hell is going on? As long as it doesn't get too far into, like, horror, horror movie yeah. style, then I might be interested to yeah. see it. But yeah, um, really the weird. next trailer is one that I saw yesterday in front of Pitch Perfect. Oh, Pitch Perfect. Um, Identity Thief <laughs> starring um, Melissa McCarthy and Jason Bateman. Um yep. It looks interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it does. It's a comedy um, where Jason Bateman's identity is stolen by Melissa McCarthy, and she's going on like a like a spending spree with his credit cards. So and it's sort of like he and then and then he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna get her," and like, right? You know, hilarity ensues. Yeah, so it's basically him trying to apprehend her, right. and she's got this like really large hair. Yes. <laughs> like her, she looks like her hair and makeup kind of look like what like beauty pageant children's hair and makeup looks like <laughs> only on an adult woman. Yeah. I, you know, it looks like a very typical sort of like Jason Bateman movie, you know, his sort of typical mm-hmm. character, which is fine with me because I find it very funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, yeah, it looks, um, it, it has potential. We'll just say it has potential. Who yeah. knows what reality will bring. Right. The next trailer, um, I think we both saw in front of End of Watch was yes. Promised Land, Gus Van Sant's new movie with Matt Damon and John Krasinski. Yeah. Very excited for this one. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it's kind of a depressing topic, which is basically about fracking. I mean, it's it's a an agenda movie, right? Like a political drama type of thing where it does you know all the evils of fracking, but. To me, it seems kind of interesting because the guy who's sort of pushing, like trying to convince people, you know, to sell their, like lease their land mm-hmm. for, to get that natural, ga- natural gas out, seems he has like good intentions. Right. But, it, you know, he wants, he genuinely wants to help these small town communities, like get money and right. have wealth or whatever. But it's just like very um, misplaced. Right. You know, the way well, it's that, like he them. he wants to, you know, he I, I think in the trailer he's like from a town that kind of it was a small rural farming town and it yeah. died and he doesn't want to see that happen to other, um, right, other towns. But at the same time, it's like no matter you know he he's going in really wanting to kind of help these towns without necessarily thinking about what happens to these towns after they start, um, you know, leasing out their land for um, kind right. of, like, tapping natural gas. So, right. um, you know, it it really kind of reminded me a little bit of, because um, John Krasinski is, um, like, another person who's from one of these towns that um, had been leased out for the natural gas companies and kind of saw uh, the town die another way um, kind of once that happened. And yeah. he comes in trying to... Uh, rally the town into not um, siding over their land. But the whole time right. I'm watching this, I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, he's like a man, Aaron Brockovich. <laughs> like, <laughs> John Krasinski is, yes. yeah, he is. But it's but, very interesting. It's, what's cool to me is that that Matt Damon's character isn't just like a clear-cut bad guy. It's not right. just bad guy, good right. guy. It's sort of like he's, yeah. It, yeah. That's an yeah, interesting it, dynamic. It looks very interesting. And I love the cast of this. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've got... Matt Damon and John Krasinski, but then also Francis Mc, 
Dorman, who I love, mm-hmm. um, Rosemary DeWitt, who yeah. has really been popping up in a lot lately, and I really like her. I would agree. Um, and then Hal Hol- Holbrook is in it. Yep. Um, yep. But also, uh, like, Tim Guinea, he's been in some stuff that I've really liked. Yeah. Uh, and then Lucas Black um, yeah. from... Love him. Yep, Sling Blade. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie, like, it really has a great cast, great director, and just a great promise or premise. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this. It doesn't Agreed. come out until, um, I think, January next year. So a little wait, but um, I'm sure it's going to be well worth it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then uh, <laughs> one movie that I am crazy looking forward to is seven psychopaths um from this the director the first time- of in bruges <laughs> yeah i've seen uh the like posters and stuff up uh-huh. on theaters but this is the first time i've seen the whole trailer oh my gosh are you kidding uh, me it looks i know right it looks hilarious though i'm actually pretty excited about it, <laughs> it and speaking of amazing casts this yes. movie has an amazing cast yes. it has colin farrell it has christopher walken woody harrelson <laughs> <laughs> Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell. I mean, it's just, it's a fantastic cast. Um, and they're all kind of like crazy in their own way, I guess. Um, but it's yep. about these kind of like hoods who steal pets for ransom and then, or well, not really ransom, but like finder's fees. When yeah. people put out their like reward money, they go take the the pets back. But then this yeah, in this movie, they stole the wrong man's shih tzu. <laughs> And yep. he's, like, stopping at nothing to get his dog back. So yep. it looks hilarious. Um, Colin Farrell's looking really good in it. Oh, um, yeah. He gets his Irish accent back. I know. Yep. He's, I really quite love Colin Farrell. Me too. Yeah. And when so he that is not good. looking all disgusting and gross, <laughs> he's <true>. looking amazing. <laughs> he's looking fine. <laughs> and I, I also agree. love Sam Rockwell. Oh, he my God. I was just up. thinking that. He's hilarious. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. And just that there's this point in the trailer where um, some of the hoods tell Christopher Walken to put his hands up. And he's like, no. And they're like, well, I have a gun. And he's like, I don't care. I'm just like, this is so perfect for Christopher Walken. He's like, what do I care? I'm just not going to do it. I know. (laughs) What do you do when someone says that? (laughs) I'm super excited that I only have to wait until October 12th to see this movie. (laughs) I know it's so far away. I know, but it's not January, so no, it's not January. It's true. Uh, and then the last one is Silver Linings Playbook, which is something that's been getting really good buzz, and um, there, you know, a lot of really good buzz around um, Oak Bradley Cooper. So maybe this is going to be Bradley Cooper's, like, I guess breakout movie or something yeah, I, don't know. I don't know i mean i i find this trailer like really fascinating to watch like i really want to see this movie um yeah. and i don't think i've ever really felt that way about bradley cooper i would agree that's not the hangover <laughs> i would agree <laughs> and i just i you know you're watching this trailer and you're thinking okay like i'm getting just enough information to kind of like put some pieces together and what this story is but at the same time, I feel like it's not it's not overshowing for me, um, right. and I am like so interested in finding out what happens to these people because um, we've got like Jennifer Lawrence is in it playing kind of like the female opposite to yeah. Bradley Cooper. Um, they have both kind of 
had like lost loves for different reasons. Um, and then like Robert De Niro is uh, Bradley Cooper's dad. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, this cast is amazing. This story sounds like something like right up my alley that I would love to see. And yeah. I'm just really excited to see this. And um, again, it's another one that's coming out this fall. Um, it comes out, I think right before Thanksgiving. So yeah, I yeah I would agree. I, I'm interested to see Bradley Cooper. Kind of, he seems mm-hmm. this is a little bit of a stretch role for him, and I'm right. excited to see how he does. Right. And you know, I'm excited potential. to see Jennifer Lawrence do something that's not the yes. Hunger Games and not yes. horror movie because I'm not going to go watch that. No, uh, I'm not going to go watch that. Movie. This no. is like more of a grown up role, right? You know? This it is, is this is a grown up role. So it is. She to seems see you know that. not at all like a teenager in this. I know. And I'm also kind of excited to see Chris Tucker come back to the movies. (laughs) He's all, he's barely in the trailer, but um, he's there. Yeah, he's there. And, you know, I'm excited to see him do something without Jackie Chan. (laughs) I know. Right. I know. He's funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. You know, he's got to have the right vehicle. I have a feeling though. I'm definitely going to need to take my Kleenex. Oh, I would agree with that. I would agree with that. All right, yeah. So a lot of, you know, a lot of good movies coming up on the horizon. And, you know, a lot of these are coming out relatively soon. Mm -hmm. So this is good for us and for you. Exactly. (laughs) All right, so this weekend, Looper comes out. I I might not be able to see it. Well, obviously, yeah. That Looper comes out this weekend, has come out this weekend. Pitch Perfect, I still need to see that. I'm going to watch that tomorrow. And then Don't Back Down. Does that come out this weekend? Yeah, it's out. Um, okay. It's the, I, the mom's taking over the school movie. Yep. I pretty much have no desire to see that. I'm not going to lie. I can't really help myself. Um, yep. I'm still probably going to see it. Um, even if I don't see it in the theaters, I will definitely be seeing it when it comes out on video. Which yeah. is kind of funny because I, when I went to the movies yesterday and I bought my ticket, I was buying my ticket from, I would say, a guy probably in his like 30s, 40s. And he's like, where are you going to? And I was like, Pitch Perfect. And he's like, yeah, I could have guessed that one. <laughs> and I was like, really? And he's like, yep, I've never seen so many ladies at the movies as this weekend. Everybody's going to Pitch Perfect or Don't Back Down. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Hey, that's great. I know. <laughs> yep. Oh, funny. But then right. um, this next weekend, we've got Taken to... Which apparently is doing horrible on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Go figure. I'm it's still at, probably going to see it. Whatever. I think it's at about 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it really doesn't look good. No. But I'm probably going to well, see it anyway. Well, no. I, the one one review I saw said, if you like Taken 1, you will like Taken 2. Because mm. it's basically exactly the same thing. Well, there you go. So. I yeah, did I, like Taken 1. We'll probably pass. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably maybe use that weekend to catch up on other movies I haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, then the other one is uh, Frank and Weenie, um, which is getting good reviews, but I just have a thing about, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, animated uh, movies. Animated movies, yeah. I Oh, we should mention that E.T. is going to be in select oh, theaters right. Wednesday the 3rd, um, 7 o'clock uh, yeah. for its 30th anniversary. You know what? Can I, I will be perfectly honest and say I've never seen it, so maybe I should see Are you kidding me? I... I did see Anna. it a long, long time ago, like when, but I barely remember it. Yeah, um, you need to check and see if it's playing anywhere. On I'm Wednesday sure it is. You need I'm to sure go. it is. Okay. I'll, I'll put that on my list. You should. <laughs> Take your Kleenex. <laughs> okay. Because it will make you cry. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, this weekend and next, you know, meh. Nothing super exciting, but, you know, we're getting back into it. But at least, yeah, slowly but surely. Absolutely. Can't can't have it come back all at once. No. All right. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in this week. Sorry we've been on a break, but we're glad to be back. Um, Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Two Women, One Movie. And that's the number one and and, sorry, the number two and the number one. And then on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Two Women, a Movie and a Microphone. All spelled out. Well, enjoy your weekend at the movies.